Welcome, everybody, and uh, put on your crash test helmets, your crash test dummy helmets, because uh, I think we're in for a wild ride today. We we decided to get uh, ambitious. Not only are we testing a show again today, but we're testing three guests uh, on the phone system and uh, several new pieces of technology. So uh, bear with us, and um, we're going to give this a shot and see what happens. So thanks for your patience. Let's see. All right. I probably in the in the future, I will do this in the beginning, but I have uh, Bruce and Pete and Ethan on. I'm just not sure who is who. So I'm going to bring them in here and we'll see. Uh, who did I just bring on live? Who heard a beep? Uh, I heard the beep on my end here, Kevin. It's Ethan. Ethan. All right. I can hear you loud and clear. So, uh, we're going to pretend this is like a real radio show. Okay, yeah, I got uh, the word about mm, three minutes ago. <laughs> we have been testing and testing and testing, and you would not believe all of the programs and technology and mapping, and we got it all working like 30 minutes ago, and I said, all right, I'm going to take a break, restart everything, and come back, and when I restarted everything, we had an issue pop back up. So I think I may have fixed it, though, because um, what was happening is I was hearing a bunch of feedback through my speakers. I'd hear myself a second later, and then I'd hear the caller twice, and I think I fixed it, though. I wish I knew what I did. Nice. Yeah. Don't, don't you <laughs> love it, that? Though. We'll take it. Yeah, but don't you love that when you're working on something, and all of a sudden it's fixed, but you're not really sure how you fixed it? Um, on trucks, that's never a good thing because you, you're not been positive that you actually fix it or has it just happened to work for a minute and it's going to go down the road and quit? That That's kind of what I'm thinking might have happened here. We um, It was weird. Earlier, we had the problem, and I did something, and right when I did it, it fixed the problem. I'm like, oh, okay, I figured that out, except this time I came back and I did that again, and it didn't fix the problem, but now it's fixed. And I was clicking on a bunch of things. So I'm not really sure what I did. Yeah, we'll take it for the day, though. We'll we'll take it because it's working. So uh, what's new and exciting in your world? Hey, which is really cool. We just I just literally learned this too about ten minutes ago. Um, we were doing a a while a little while back ago. A couple guys had called in and complained about the the CM2450 X15. Um, and when they let off the throttle, it feels like the truck is trying to deaccelerate fairly hard. Uh, the good news is Cummins just came out with an update that supposedly is to fix this problem. Um, and I was actually in mid-writing a tune for a truck to get the new program and the update to it. So hopefully next week I'll have an update, or next time there, I'll have an update for everyone that if this fixes that issue or not. Ah, okay. Well, that is exciting. Yeah, yeah, because I'd gotten several complaints and several, you know, people that didn't really like that. And I actually have a truck here, um, and we had run behind. I really wanted to go on a road test and solve it myself, but yeah, I went on the Cummins Quick Serve, and they had already beat everybody to it. Um, so awesome! Excellent. All right. Anything else going on? That it was the big news that I had. Perfect. All right, then uh, I'm just going to leave you live like we normally do. So if you have to sneeze or anything, mute yourself. You know how this all works. Uh, yep, yep. And I'm going to, I'm going to guess this line is 
Bruce. Oh, my God. So might be a little bit if that's Bruce, is that you? I heard the, I heard the right. beat. Bruce, are you on top of the mountain? We are. All no, right. no, we're uh, we're not on the top. We're at the upper of the way up Togedy Mountain right now. Got it. Okay. Well, this uh, crazy holiday, we're all over the place and it's really working. Can I do this not to the owner-operators that are here at the Sonoma um, Conference at one of the show? You could just tell them not to share it with anybody else. You know, kind of what we're doing, we know this is annoying when we kind of have technical issues and we're testing things, we have to restart. And so we really just kind of use our tribe, the the two paid sites to do this right now so we're not annoying everybody. But yeah, if you want to give it to people like that, that'll be fine. Okay. Okay. So So great for snow and colder temperatures. It's it's a little warm here. Oh, hey, hey, sunny. wait a minute, Bruce. Bruce, I'm sorry. Aaron just reminded me of something. There is no phone number for people to call in and listen anymore. There's a website that streams it. So if oh, you, okay. what if you text Aaron, he'll text you the link. Well, I can't text him when I'm on the phone, but we'll we'll worry okay. about that for next show. Got it. All right. So go ahead. Pick up where you were. Oh, we need more snow, and we need it to cool down about 15 degrees. Uh, as I came through Lander, Wyoming, yesterday, uh, people were walking around in shorts and T-shirts and walking their dogs, and it was 65 degrees. I'm, but anyway, it's about 45 degrees where we are. A couple people are out riding, but really starts strong. Got it. So how many years have you done this conference? I know it's a long time. We think we started in... So six or seven. Okay, so like fifteen or sixteen might, years. How how many it years? Might have been before that. Okay. Was there ever a year where was, you just didn't have enough snow to do anything? No. Ah. Now we've always we've been God has been good to us, and uh, it's the God of snow is the Euler, and He always seems to. Give good snow where we're going. This is kind of our lightest year. Got it. Okay. Colorado, uh, if we if we would have done it in uh, in uh, the rabbit ears in Colorado above Steamboat, they have great snow this year. Got it. All right. So uh, I have a catalyst update for you. Good. So, as you know, I've been waiting and waiting for a long trip in the coach to use the catalyst. First time I've tried it. So what uh-huh. I did when I left, uh, let me give you some history on the coach because I went back all through my records. You know, it's kind of weird when you drive a vehicle every day for a couple months when I'm on a trip and then you park it. You don't even get in it for six months. And now I've hardly been in this one for two years. So I went back through all the history of all my fuel ups and when I first bought this coach, if I drove the coach by itself, no trailer, not towing anything, 60 or so to 65, which is about where I drive all the time, it was right at about six miles to the gallon, almost dead on. If I put a trailer on it with a car in it, it would drop to five. If I tried to go any faster with the trailer, it would drop to four and a half. That was kind of the baseline for a long time. But then I went back and looked at my records. And what I noticed is, is it's been deteriorating over time. Like, you know, I keep every time I would go out on another trip, I'd lose like two or three tenths. 
So this first trip, I decided to run two full tanks, no catalyst. And at 60 miles an hour, I set the cruise on 60 the whole time, never sped up to pass anybody, nothing. I got 5.1 miles to the gallon on my first two tanks, not pulling a trailer. And at 60 miles an hour. So I thought, wow, what's going on? That's, that's awful. It's the worst it's ever been. So I dumped the catalyst. Oh, one other thing happened. I was parked in uh, Wyoming and I could, it was cold when I parked, it was like 17 degrees. So I turned the generator on, let it run. And you know, that keeps things powered up. And I woke up at like three in the morning and it was so cold. And I thought, oh man. So I checked the temperature. It was two degrees outside. I thought I better fire up this engine. I better not let it go till morning. It was like three in the morning, I think. So I barely got it started and it wouldn't even come up to fast idle. It just kept sputtering and it was rolling white smoke everywhere. You couldn't see me. I was totally covered in smoke. It was so bad. And it did that for probably five minutes, which is a really long time when you're standing there wondering what the hell's happening. And then it finally bumped up to high idle and cleared up. So that, and that's the first time I've ever had it do anything like that. So the very next tank I put in the catalyst, I'm on my third tank of catalyst now. And, um, yesterday or the day before, I guess it would have been, I had a long day. I had a lot of miles to catch up to the convoy and I set the cruise at 70 instead of 60. At 60, I was getting 5.1. At 70, after a tank of the catalyst, I was up to 5.8. Yeah, I mean, that seems almost too good to be true. But all it's really doing, I think, is getting me back to where I should have been, which is what we've talked about. The, the catalyst going to clean everything mm-hmm. up and get you back to where you should be. That's right. And it did in a big I way. Know. I mean, that you know, technically, if I was getting 5.1 at 60, I should have been down into the fours at 70. And then I didn't really have a lot of time to do testing anymore because yesterday I was with the convoy all day. And you're at zero, and then you're doing 25 for three miles. Then you're doing 60 for 10 miles. Then you're back down to 30 again. And uh, so yesterday just really wasn't a good day to test but it, it really the white smoke on startup is completely gone now yep. that's one of its characteristics i have a 04 snowmobile here that an old friend is using and it won't idle but it hasn't been run for years <clears throat> in the mccuni carburetors there's three jets one's for idle one's for and then you have your needle and seat, and then you have your main idle. So we came to the conclusion that, you know, the gasoline inside was dried up and there's flaking. So we put a little extra catalyst in, you know, and, uh, you know, maybe 12 cc's in a 10-gallon tank and filled it up with non-ethanol. And it's out there running now, and they haven't called to say, hey, come get us. There so you go. We'll on that. And on my 2016 3500 Ram, I used to go through, uh, I would fill the DEF tank. Now, mind you, this truck only pulls the trailer, and it only goes one day a weekend, if the weather's right, snowmobiling. 
And sometimes I'll have a 40 or 50 minute, maybe an hour drive out, hour drive back. But I used to go through two of the two and a half gallon DEFs. I'm still, now I'm up in Togedi, Wyoming, drove nine hours yesterday. All winter long, I have not used two and a half gallons yet of DEF. Wow. And Rory Geiger is in the cabin beside me. He's from Omaha, Nebraska. He's got an ultra-clean 2004 Chevy Duramax pickup, and he says he was running 75 and 80 coming out here empty, 24 miles of the gallon out of a DO4 truck with the catalyst. Excellent. Um, well, I, I'm, I'm pretty... Keep in mind, it's not made for fuel mileage, but no, it's made yeah. to clean. Yeah, and and I wasn't expecting fuel mileage until I went back and looked at the fact that it was just deteriorating over time. And I thought, you know, the only thing that logically would do that would be the emissions getting gunked up. So let's see if if this cleans it out. And I'm just shocked at how fast it worked. Yeah. Well, by the time you get back to Oregon, it'll be really clean. Uh, Yet it's supposed to take about three months to completely clean. Well, that'll be interesting then. And I'll have more time to play. One of the things I'm wondering, because I didn't get a chance to test it because I didn't think about it, is would I have been getting better fuel economy going faster without the catalyst? And I don't know if I would have. And part of the problem is now it's impossible to go back and test that because the catalyst has already had its effect. What is your RPM at 70? Dead on sixteen hundred. Well, it's like if I do the pull up the digital, it's like fifteen ninety three. What is it at sixty? Uh fourteen hundred, I think. Right on fourteen hundred. Where's where's peak torque in that engine? Uh C thirteen A cert with no def. I have no idea. Okay. Yeah, I try. I try to remember all the engines, but. Sometimes you to get in the sweet spot, you do have to increase your speed, and that's the beauty of proper gauges. Plus, at lunchtime today, I just heard about your new GPS that you never told me about. Plus the watch. Oh, I thought you knew. <laughs> Jeff Nel, no, Jeff Nelson has it, and he was it's in his truck, and I'm going to go see it right after the show. So mm, the, he said it really works well. Yeah. But, so the. It, it, the GPS itself, we worked with Garmin and helped them on features, and a bunch of our tribe members had test units and gave them feedback. So that was our, um, you know, that was our partnership on the GPS. The watch, we really helped them design quite a bit because it's a fitness watch just for truck drivers. And the other thing that um, there are workouts on the watch now that I designed. Awesome. Yeah, so that was awesome. a that was a pretty cool. Yeah, to learn more about you, I have to talk to owner operators. <laughs> so here's the other cool thing. You know how on these watches it counts steps and it checks your heart rate and your respiration and your stress levels. This one does all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. When you're going down the road, if you have the watch and the GPS, you can have all of your health data showing on your GPS. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. So we're excited about that. All right, Bruce, uh, I'm going to bring Pete in. 
All right. Let's, uh, Pete, this must be you. Hi, Kevin. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing a whole lot better now that we actually got uh, three guests on and this is actually working. Yes, this is great. Yeah, glad, I'm excited. Glad this, uh, finally got this worked out. Looking so, forward to this. So um, now that I have all three of you on the line, I'll give you the big surprise. Um, going forward, you guys are going to be doing your own show. Oh, wow. Yeah, you wow. won't need me. Now, that doesn't mean that I won't join you because I love doing this show. But it will give us some more flexibility if you guys want to do more hours or you're not going to need me and you're not going to be limited to the two hours we had. You can do whatever you want. We're going to give you your own podcast. It'll be its own separate show. People can subscribe to it and you guys can do you'll have all kinds of flexibility. So uh, we can all spend some time going over it. Wow. Exciting. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited we'll, about it. We'll have to get more of the engineers involved and maybe it, Brian, our shop foreman, and Bill and uh, some of the I, other people. I like the way you're that's thinking, awesome. Bruce, you. because, yes, I like the way you're thinking because that's exactly what we were thinking is you guys could create multiple shows. You could have shows about specific topics. You could do a show once a month about mechanical engines or, I mean, yeah, just... I, I, and I can tell already you're get you're thinking it through. So, yeah, um, we'll talk more about it. In fact, here's another surprise. Um, Pete and Ethan, I might be stopping to see you guys here pretty soon. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm. Great. Uh, I'm with the convoy right now. We don't roll out of here again till tomorrow, and I think tomorrow. I don't know if we'll be into Ohio yet or not. And the next couple of days, we're going to be in Ohio. And I'm going to split off from the convoy and run up to um, up to the Akron area, up where my family is for a couple of days. Uh, and then I think when I leave there, I'm just going to shoot over to you guys because I'm going to be heading, you know, over to D.C. anyway. I'll be coming right by you. Great. Happy to have you here. Yeah. yeah so you'll we'll get a tour of all the new stuff. Yeah. The other thing we let's have Ethan look at your. Oh, go ahead. Let's have Ethan look at the ECM on that coach to see if something changed or if he has something better. Oh, we have some updates. I was going to talk Excellent. to you about that eventually. <laughs> Excellent. I'm looking forward okay. to it. I want to be able to do burnouts. Well, we can probably make that happen, but <laughs> okay. the Allison's not going to like it. <laughs> uh, and, may, and here's the other thing. Since we're not restricted to we have to do this show this segment at this time we can do a show anytime we feel like it and we're having we're going to have a notification system that kind of like we're doing now but better um will give people more warning so i'm thinking that when i'm over there um you guys will just come all all come out in the coach and we'll do a show from here nice yeah, yeah that'll be good all right like that yeah, so anybody have anything or do we want to get some questions? Pete, you got anything? No, when you had we when we got the uh email from Aaron that the show's coming, Bill and I were in his office just going over the upcoming truck show. Uh some of the things that we need to work out, um, you know, what we're gonna bring, um, how to run through some of the invoices. You know, we normally sell catalyst there and um OPS filters so forth and uh working that out. So that's where we were at today. Trying to get ready to show. Be here before you know it. Oh well, that that's uh, one more have. piece of. 
good news I have, Bruce. Should we have a flyer to pass out so people know how to get on this show? Yes, that's a great idea, and we'll work on that. As soon as we work out all the details, we will start creating stuff like that so we can get the word out. Um, Bruce, could uh, yes. can, you, can you make room for me in your booth at the show? Maybe you stunned him on that one, Kevin. I, I'm just wondering. He went to radio. <laughs> yeah, what happened in there? He's he got stunned. But we, yeah, we'll make room for you, for sure. Um, That'll be exciting. Oh, we just lost this call. That's what happened. Um, was so it sure I'll, if it was I'll, his heart or the the uh, the phone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, every single event I had planned at Louisville got canceled on me. Everything. All of my speaking, being on the air, everything I was going to be doing got canceled. So uh, I'm going to come out and hang out with you guys the whole time. Fantastic. I'm looking forward we'll to it. keep you busy. Yeah. We will keep you busy, place Kevin. To too. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll wait for Bruce to try to dial back in. I know he said he had a, a like a 30-foot circle he could walk in. Oh, there he is. I think we got him back. Let me see. Bruce, did we get you I'm back? I'm back. Okay. I'm back. All right. So did you hear my announcement? I don't think you did. I did not. Okay. So here's my announcement. Everything I was supposed to be doing at Louisville, being on the air with Sirius, doing the seminars, everything got canceled. So I'm just going to come and hang out in your booth and work for you. Well, that would be awesome because then we can – you know, we have one of the most crowded booths in the show, and that will even make it more crowded, and that way we can explain to people what's going on. Yep, yep. So I will be uh, I'll be <clears throat> hanging out in, in your booth. Good. All right. Good. We're we're going to get to some calls, so let's uh, <laughs> let's see if we can make this work now with three guests on and bringing in a call. Looks like. Uh, Richard in Pennsylvania, maybe. You with us? Good afternoon. Yes, sir. Good afternoon. Congratulations on the new performance. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for being patient and working through the issues with us. Just to let you know, in case if you guys weren't aware, even before it's, uh, the 3 p.m., I could hear you and Nathan going back and forth talking and so forth huh? while we were on hold. <laughs> Yeah, we we kind of knew, so we were trying not to, you know, say anything about anybody because um, <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those things. We we had a last minute problem and we had to go live to test it. So I was trying to be careful because you know sometimes my mouth can get me in trouble. <laughs> Apparently, sometimes it does. <laughs> what can we help you with today? About three Fridays ago, I emailed you twice uh, an oil analysis that was flagged, and I couldn't understand why they had flagged it, and I was wondering if you could take a look at it. The subject line would say, Kevin slash Richard. There would be two of them, and one of them has got a PDF file that contains the oil analysis. All right. Let me see if I can find it. Do you remember what day you sent it? Sometimes that helps me. It was on a Friday. Okay. About three weeks ago. I don't think it was four weeks ago, four Fridays ago, Kevin. 
Okay. I called I... several times, but unfortunately, you got it? Okay. Uh, no, I don't have it yet. I'm still looking. Oh, okay. Let me just tell you a little bit while you're doing that. Sure. They flagged it for uh, something high, but uh, I called the lab. It's a Schaefer lab uh, that I've been using to do all analysis. And the guy stated that it's uh, something that has to do with the antifreeze, but none of the, the glycol showed up negative on, uh, on, on okay. the glycol. The glycol is clean. Uh, all right. There's nothing I, else happening. I've got it here. So I can solve this okay. for you real quick. Um, have you been running in areas with, uh, like, snow and ice, and they're using de-icer on the road? Oh, yeah. I run back and forth Pacific Northwest East all the time. Okay, so here's what ha what's happened. You've got high potassium, but no sodium. So that tells that they, and then they did a glycol test, which is just one more step to verify it. I don't even bother with the glycol test. Um, if you don't have both sodium and potassium, it's not a coolant leak. It's some sort of environmental contaminant. We pick it up and we tend to pick it up in the wintertime from the roads because everything they use to de-ice is basically a sodium or potassium base. There's, there are several okay. products they can use, um, but since you only have the potassium and no sodium and the glycol test was negative, this is a normal sample. There's nothing wrong. On the lower left, this is the first time I've asked him to check the TBN, and it looked, uh, I, I don't know if they're, they call it ABN or something like that, it looked uh, it was like two point something. Isn't that a bit low? No, no, it's actually okay. Um, any more um, base really needs to get down to like one, one and a half before we even worry about it. And honestly, I've seen a bunch of people with really low base and nothing seems to be going wrong. I think I had one instance where somebody let their base go so low that then we started seeing a number instead of TBN, it's called TAN, and it's total acid number. So when you run out of base, then you can start creating acid. But it didn't happen until they were almost to zero base. So it, it's, it, it looks like we can leave that base go down into the twos, and it's still okay. So I, I don't think you have anything to worry about at all. And I may have lost that call. Oh, no, you're still there. Richard, are you still with me? Oh, no, we did lose it. We did lose it. It got dropped. All right, let's see. Uh, I think think Kevin that was a very that was very good the way you analyzed that one I was impressed oh well thank you after uh yeah, after 15 good. or 20,000 of those I might be getting good at them <laughs> <laughs> I think I could read oil samples in my sleep with half my brain tied behind my back now. <laughs> all right so uh who just heard a beep was that Mark yeah yeah, what? Bruce, are you going to bring to the show with you the uh, report that shows that the catalyst gets 3 to 10% increase in fuel mileage? Hey, hey, Bruce, just so you know, this is your buddy Chris, if you'd like to talk to him. Hey, Bruce, I'm coming to Matt, and I want to give a short interview with you, and I want to know the research that you guys did that proves that the catalyst increases fuel economy 3 to 10%. 
because well, we have no, a real. We, we never yeah, said ahead. that. We never yes, said it increases. It's no, an we didn't. Look at all. Go to any of your distributors and look at their advertising, and it says that. So when I ask them when they where they got that information, they say they got it from Bruce Mallison. Hey, hey, Chris, if you Three knew any, Chris. 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 On, on he, Kevin's on Kevin's website for years, he sold it as a three per, three to ten percent per hey, his hey, testing, Chris, but he you, refuses to give me the testing. You know this is going to be a class action, Bruce, don't you? You do well, know I, that, right? We say that it burns ten percent. I'm sorry, thirty three percent faster, and it cleans the engines and keeps the emissions running trouble free. And a cleaner yeah. engine seems to increase much. How do you come off the artwork of a fuel gate on the on packaging? Tell me about your t- what you were thinking at that point. Hey, hey, Chris. You're not ready, you're, you're, you're not ready, for, you're not ready for a position, Bruce. you got to hey, polish up this stuff. Bruce, Chris. where did you come up with the hey. idea of that artwork of the, Chris. Fuel, of the fuel gauge? Hey, Chris, Go if Chris. you would shut uh, up. I, I want to jump in here, guys. answer you. Maybe yeah, I, I want to answer this one here, guys, a little bit. Yeah, I, I got some information because I did a lot of the testing here that we did. Um, we did it in-house with the EPA-certified testing equipment that we purchased. Oh, how many years ago was that, Bruce? I don't exactly remember how many. About seven, um, seven or eight. And, yes, and in our testing, in our you know, on our dyno, using the certified equipment that the EPA says is 1065 certified, it did show an increase in fuel mileage. Now, on road, Chris, if you knew anything about trucks and fuel mileage, which you don't, a truck getting six miles to the gallon and only a 3% increase is about two-tenths of a mile per gallon. Not hard to come up with at all. uh, But you don't know anything about trucks or fuel mileage. That's why I went to the engineers at Big Fleet. And you well, know who what cares they about say? the engineers they say at Big Fleet? They're idiots. Oh, which, who cares about the educated people, right? The people right. that are real engineers. Yeah, that, we don't care about so education. Yeah, we care that about are, results. That aren't looking to take. Hey, hey, Chris. Why do you only Chris. sell to owner-operators and not Big Fleets? There's a reason hey, for that, you know. Hey, hey Chris. Because why? Big Fleets wait, 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 wait. are run by educated people. You've been scamming owner-operators for years with with full economy devices like the Turbo 3000, which is we reversed engineer. We cut them open and looked at them. I can't wait to release the report on that. And well, Chris, you can do that because about 10 other people tried up. that, too. About 10 other people Listen, tried that, too. So, Chris, you, let me tell you about Chris, the class action. Can I tell you about the class action, Bruce? teach you something. Where, hey Chris, why'd you okay, lie about your book? Okay, let me tell you about the class. Why, hey Chris, why'd you lie about your book? You were oh. reading. Where's the book? You lied. Yeah, you lie about so, everything. You know Chris. what? You lie about Where, everything. There's the nothing that you Where, don't what, lie what's about. Your, what's your real name, Chris? Who are you? Come on. Where's the book? Oh, Who right. are you? Why do you lie? You know, you know, and you know, I know exactly what's going on with Catalyst. I write a lot of information about being. I could tell you, this, you sold by Kevin's own admission, he sold tens of thousands of gallons before he removed the claim on his website the same day I called the EPA that about the 3 to 10% claim. Hey, Why hey, did you hey, remove Chris? that? 
Why Press. did you remove that from your website, Kevin? Why oh, did you remove it the same day I made you aware? No, you, you removed it the same day I made you aware that we contacted the EPA. Was that a Chris, coincidence? When you ask a question, then you stop talking. You're such an idiot. Go ahead, Here's tell what I'm me. Say the last thing. We'll see you in court. Wonderful. Why don't right, you give me your phone number and I'll. He, he won't, Bruce. How did He's he get coward. on here? I, I, I got rid of him. He's a coward. And, and if he would actually have a conversation. I, I'd, go have where, I'd go and lunch and have dinner with the guy and talk to well, him. Well, he claims he's coming to the show, so you can try it, I guess. Here's the problem. Okay. You, you hear, you can't talk to him because he just won't shut up. He asks a question, and when you try to answer it, he just keeps talking. I could have educated him about all of this stuff months ago if he just asked a question and then listen three tenths of or three percent in fuel economy is nothing on a truck he doesn't understand any of that so he's got some sort of an agenda um and it's we're we're going to start fighting back we have to ignore him isn't going to do any good i'm sure he's still listening so we will see him in court we filed a police report here locally because that's how he started us come to him if any would like to join us, it's uh, gladly accept any help anybody wants to give because we're not putting up with it anymore. How did he get on the show? Oh, it, it's, it's part of our he's a member on both sites. He paid to be a member of our site, so it's all the same note as everybody else does. And by the way, trucking companies do not employ engineers like Pittsburgh Power does. It, exactly. That's how stupid he yeah, is. Just- he, he does. He doesn't he the- talk to the engineers at big trucking companies. Uh, yeah, there are none. And... Another thing he doesn't understand about the industry, 99% of big trucking companies don't do anything to improve fuel economy. There's only a couple in the country, and we all know who they are. He doesn't, because he doesn't have a clue about any of this stuff. Yeah, and for the record there, too, you know, we just didn't test just one product, and it magically worked. Bruce, I've lost count. We've tested lots of products, and... You know, sadly, I have a much better speech as saying how your product doesn't work because, as I like to say, it didn't move the needle on the machine. And like I said, too, this is not like your little uh, emissions analyzer you find in a, a typical, you know, car garage where they stick yeah, it in right. a tailpipe. Right. You know, th- this is, you know, we have, what, like $300,000-ish into this stuff um, in the equipment, and it is, you know, uh, it gives good data to the point where it's 1065 compliant. So, yeah. you know, and the equipment at the time was even certified to make sure that it was the results were accurate. Um, you know, I can recall many products we've tested that, ah, you just got to tell them the truth, it doesn't work. Uh, so, you know, when the max mileage actually moved the needle in a positive direction, you know, my speech wasn't quite ready for that one. Yeah, and here's the thing. Between all the testing you guys have done, dyno, and and with that really sensitive equipment, all the testing I've done for years, all the testing Joel has done for years, and all of us have the same result. Nine out of ten things we try, it may even be higher than that, don't work. We've been telling people for years and years and years, don't get this. It doesn't work. We tested it. Here's the results. Propane, hydrogen. A, a dozens and dozens of other things. And Joel's had the exact same example. And here's the other thing he doesn't get. The, the, the advertising stuff 
everybody advertises like that. Nobody cares. Everybody puts their best foot forward. You have to do such outrageous things in advertising before anybody's going to say anything. This is how every business and every industry advertises products. So he's just he, he's grasping at anything he can hope to come up with. So we'll see him in court. That that's really what this has become. So we'll uh, we'll move on from there. We know what works on fuel mileage and what doesn't. And like we you've said. Most things we try don't work. Yeah, I mean, what at least nine out of ten by far. Yeah, I think nine out of ten is probably. I mean, well. I and that's what I would. Some of them so go the I found something that tested and actually worked. Oh, well, I've had it work in the other direction. <laughs> You're like, oh, we actually made it worse. Yeah, yeah. What happened? There? So while while we're on this, can I give you a fuel mileage update on John Newby? That's the 379 long wheelbase four axle Pete that does heavy haul headed 355 gears. And when he first called me, he was at 4.0. Yeah. Well, he's at 5.36 right now. And the only change that was made was the speed and the 255 rears. One went bad, so he put 264s in. I don't have my tablet in front of me, but he tried it in 18th gear. I think at 85 miles an hour, he was at 1150 RPM. So, but he's driving it indirect, and he loves the 264s. Bruce, if I did the math right in my head, isn't that like a 26 or 20 percent, 27 percent increase in fuel economy? From four to 5.36. Yeah, oh, 5.36. That, that's uh, almost a 30%. And he has the manifold and the turbo and the muffler sitting there. He just hasn't had a chance to put them on yet. So let me, let me tell you something unique. Go ahead. Go ahead. He's in Minnesota, and he's had a cold winter. So, And he does not have a garage. But he went on eBay and bought a parachute. Did I say this story? Parachute uh, for dropping Jeeps out of airplanes. No, he I don't remember. The truck, covers the truck. $95 he paid for the parachute. Covers the truck, put a space heater under there, and he said it's nice and warm. I said, why don't you get some 6 by 6s and build a frame that you can drive the truck right under and put the parachute over the frame? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, anything to stay out of the wind and the cold in Minnesota. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so we're up 1.36 mile per gallon. That's like 30%. Well, and I expect that we're going to go up. I know we're going to go up further once we get the muffler and the manifold and the turbo on there. Yeah. Here's the other thing a lot of people don't understand about fuel economy. They think that nothing can work. You know, everything's a scam. But the problem with that is if nothing works, then every truck on the road should get the exact same fuel economy. And they don't. They get wildly different fuel economy. And we take trucks constantly, you, us, Joel, everybody that does this. And we take trucks from six to seven or seven to eight and a half or six and a half to nine. Mm -hmm. Because these things do work. It's physics. Yeah. Yep. You just have to know what works. 
And I don't know of many people in the country other than maybe the couple of trucking companies that really focus on it. There aren't many people in the country that focus on fuel economy the way we do. And when I say we, I mean all of our shows, this show, myself, you, and, and Joel, and John. I, I don't know anybody who's done anywhere near the kind of testing we've all done. All right, let's okay. uh, let's let's take some calls. Um, we're going to continue on. Uh, Northern Indiana, you didn't say your name. Who do I have? Jeff. Jeff. Jeff, it's, what's on your yeah, mind today? Yeah, Jeff. I, I wasn't sure. When I first called in, I didn't know where it was power hour. I just thought it was a general question. Oh, that's okay. So if you've got a general question, think, go ahead. We're we're winging it today. All right. So, okay. So, I take it. I want to know, how'd you get from 80 to 70, and you're going through Indianapolis? Because you weren't going to take 80 and come past my house. Yeah, so... I, when I left the house, I wasn't even sure where I was going, which convoy I was trying to meet up with, or if I was going to meet up with a convoy at all, and if I was going to visit people. So every day I would just get up and start driving. Uh, and the other day I looked and I thought, you know what? It looks like I can head off that convoy that's coming across 70 to 44. It looks like I could head them off tonight. So I did. Um, I dropped from 70 down to 44. Boy, I, I'll tell you, that's like uh, driving the back roads of Missouri is like driving the back roads of West Virginia. Holy cow. And of course, I was doing it late <laughs> at night after I'd already been driving 11 hours. And, um, that was kind of a rough trip. But uh, so that's how I ended up on 44. And now we're back up to 70 again. So and then, like I say, I think okay, I'm going I think I'm going to split off from them and, and go take a couple of days off. And I have a couple of people I got to go meet. And then I'll kind of watch what's happening. This group has decided this convoy is not going into D.C. They're not going down even to the Beltway, I don't think. I think they're going to stage somewhere outside. So I'm going to kind of stay out of things till I see. The last thing I want to do is get stuck in some sort of a conflict down in D.C. If, if this thing keeps growing. So. I think I'm going to take a break, head off, get a couple other things done, and watch what happens. All right, I got you. I was kind of hoping you were going to take 80 and come out to the Notre Dame exit and get to meet up maybe, with you, but you went south. Maybe on the way back. We'll see. Okay, because uh, last spring break, my wife and son and I, we took uh, Route 66 to Santa Fe. So we drove there through Missouri that kind of takes 40 around there. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of twists and turns. It's some pretty crazy back roads, yeah, and no lights anywhere. It is it was so dark. I went to it, there was a sign and it said I was supposed to make a left turn and I was I, I had just come over a hill so I didn't want to stop, but I couldn't see where the road was that I was supposed to turn onto. It was so dark. I, it was just crazy. All what right. Well, yeah, today? maybe take eighty. Take eighty back. All right. Thanks. Uh, is that it? Anything else I can help you with? Yeah, I was. Just, no. Just, okay. Uh, I, I. Well, one one kind of goofy thing where I live is that I, when I tell people this is one of my bucket lists is 
in northern Indiana, 80, 90 combines there and then splits off in Chicago. So if I get on 80, 90 and I take 90 to Seattle, 5 to San Diego, 10 to Jacksonville, and 95 up and 90 back home, I can make a square around the United States and just be on four roads. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's true. That's just, that's, and, and, you know, and just be at my house. So that's just kind of neat how the, the, the roads that you can get, they thought they planned that out pretty good and it still works. Yeah, they did. I've driven, I've driven the length of all of those roads, but not all at the same time, not in a big square. Right. That, that that would just be kind of neat if you wanted to take a month off and and, and go see from the north to the east, to west, south, you know, the whole country. Yeah. Well, the good news is I don't even have to take a month off. I can just go do it and keep working. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's kind of what I'm doing now. All right. No... Drive. All right. We'll do. I'm going to put you yep. back in the queue, and we are going to talk to. Brian. Brian, what's on your mind today? Good afternoon, guys. What can I help you with? I have a I have a question for Bruce. I purchased uh some of the Max Mile Max Mile fuel additive and um I was wondering is there a shelf life on that? Um because <laughs> mine has slightly changed to a little bit darker color over the last I, I kind of use it in my home vehicles, and so uh, it sits on the shelf a little. It d- doesn't get used as often as I use it in the truck. Uh, no, it goes to a caramel. Was... Co- yeah, goes to a caramel color. The one that I'm using right now in the snowmobiles and my pickup is three years old. So and it, it's okay. dark in color. So no, no shelf life. <clears throat> okay, I just was curious. I didn't know if I could mix in some like foam or something, maybe that would, if if it had no. a shelf life, I guess. Yeah, no shelf life. Okay. Um, all right. I have a question for Kevin. Sure. Kevin, um, I, I stopped a few weeks ago, actually the day that you went to pick up your coach, uh, to pick up some yogurt, and your wife met me down there, and then I, and then you came down and, and we met. Oh, yeah. And then uh, my my son and I waved you, waved you down in Boise, and we, you were pumping fuel, and uh, we waved you down to say hi. Yeah, yeah. My question, Mike. I was, I Go was ahead. just gonna say, um, it, it's weird for me because going to truck shows and events and meeting people over and over and over. When I meet somebody that I've already met, but it's in a different place. So if I looked shocked when you were walking up to me in Boise, it was like, I just saw him. Where? Who? And I was just totally confused. <laughs> so it was yeah, good I, to see I you. Understand. I can't imagine. Thank you. So my question um, is, I, I, I would like to gift uh, a subscription to the Healthy Tribe, Trucking Tribe, a yearly uh, a gift. And, and how would I do that? I would like uh, to gift one to my son and then a, my best friend in, in South Dakota. Well, we certainly appreciate that. Let me think for a minute. And I know Aaron's listening, so Aaron probably has a better idea on this than I do, and he'll probably text me something here. Um, you bet. 
I don't. I certainly don't need an answer now. If you could just address it sometime, you know, in the next few days or whatever, that'd be great. Yeah, he he came up with probably the best answer. Um, if you just reach out to Angie, uh, you can either message her directly on either one of the sites, or you can call Tribe Care, and and Angie will make sure you get this done. Okay. That'd right. be the easiest way. Uh, I mean, I I was thinking of a couple ways to work when she before. I had one comment about Chrissy. He's a truly stupid man if he shows up at the truck. What a what a well, head. You know, if you show up at the truck and actually listen, we might be able to explain these things. And and here's the other thing that you have to understand. I mean, think about this. Um, I've been doing fuel mileage stuff for at least 25 years. Um, Bruce has been doing it for a very long time. And basically what he's saying, because many of the people who still buy from us were buying from us 20 plus years ago. So in essence, what he's saying is that the owner operators we deal with are too stupid to know we've been ripping them off for two decades. That's pretty arrogant. Right. It is. And that includes me. And I've, I've used the product for over a year and I love it. So, and, and virtually, and the know. products, you know, there have been products we did extensive testing on, brought them on, and ended up dropping them. Uh, the one that comes to mind that I had put so much time and effort to and was so excited about was Evans Coolant. We worked on that for almost two years, and we thought it was going to be fantastic until, you know, we started seeing some cracked heads on, you know, somebody put a remand head on and it would crack. And we'd think, you know, is that is that the temperature? And it, it turned out it probably was. And then we would have somebody that, you know, they'd put a company driver in the truck and they'd end up adding coolant or water to it, even though we had stickers everywhere. And we almost wiped out an engine like that. And we, we had to say, look, even though this product works, even though we did all the testing, it, it doesn't seem to really work well in the real world. And we had to drop it. So it's not that we'll just keep anything that sells. I could have kept selling Evans coolant, but it wasn't right. We we found out some things in the real world that just didn't work, and we dropped it. And we've done that with several products over the years. And I don't, I don't like that. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of money and testing. But we're not going to continue to promote a product if we find out somewhere down the road it doesn't work. And over time, we've also found technology that used to work on some engines as the fuel systems have changed some of those products don't work anymore Kevin, well, it just shows your that? integrity you know i mean it's, it's it's nothing more than that but you know I, I i i appreciate it i appreciate all you guys do and um yeah so i'll, I'll always support you and uh be there for you and that's all I got. So well, well, thank, thank you. you. I appreciate it, Bruce. Go ahead. You know, years ago, way before cell phones, you know, we had two nineties and NH two fifties, and uh, God, if you bought a three fifty small cam, you had a big engine. Yeah. But what would happen? You know, guys would come in and they wanted more power. And so we'd increase it by 75 horsepower, sometimes 100, depending on if that engine would take it. And two or three days later, they would call. Sometimes it was the next day. And they say, you know those hills on I-70 from Pittsburgh uh, to, say, Cincinnati or even Columbus, Ohio? 
I say, yeah. They say, well, they're not there anymore. I say, what do you mean they're not there? Jokingly, the truck runs so good that they just cruised on up the hills. But then they would always say, you know, and and what were we paying? 45 cents a gallon back then? Yeah. They'd always say, I think I gained a mile to the gallon. Now, yeah. and then I'm thinking, well, how can that be? We increased the power. You should go down. And so then you start to think on a fuel-injected engine. It doesn't matter how much horsepower it's making. It's how much power your brain is telling it to use. Your brain's going through your right foot. So you, I mean, drivers like 60-some percent of the fuel mileage, and you driving it, when you have excess horsepower, you push less on the pedal to make things go. Remember the old saying, a dragonfly, you drag it up one side and fly it on the other, your foot's yep. always on the floor? Well, when you eliminate that aspect and a guy doesn't have to drive like that, then we notice the fuel mileage is going up. And for 45 years, everything we tried and tested all went through owner-operators, and they would get back and tell you yes or no. Or here's what I noticed and here's what I didn't notice. The first time Mike Perkins on a big cam 400 and a 4300 international that we had a lot of power turned to he was he's an ex snowmobile motorcycle racer from michigan very in tune to his truck and he's mechanically inclined i put the first turbo boot on his turbo a day later he calls me he said you won't believe the difference i said tell me he said well i don't lose as much boost between shifts I have less black smoke between shifts. My turbo accelerates quicker. And I said, Mike, if it wasn't you telling me this, I wouldn't believe all this. And the very first muffler I designed went on a cab over international with a big cam 350 single stack. And the guy was from Toronto. He would go by us once a week. Hey, hey Bruce. Muffler what, on. Yeah. What year was that international? Do you remember? Uh, probably mid-80s. Okay. I was going to say the first truck I ever pulled the load with was a 79 International Cab Over with the 350 Big Cam. Yeah, 79. I mean, the Big Cam came out in late 77. So, And and I'm guessing the year of the truck. And I heard him pull in the parking lot. And I walked out and he opened his door. And, you know, a cab over, you would just swing around in the seat and looked down at the person, and I said, well, what do you think of the muffler? He said, man, I can't believe the difference. I said, well, maybe we're on to something here. Yeah. And, you know, then when I built turbochargers and I started noticing the different size of turbine housings, and we know as you go smaller, you increase the velocity, you speed up the turbo faster. But what happens when you're crossing the Midwestern states and it's level and you're just cruising? Yeah, you have more boost, but you have more back pressure. And back pressure takes away the fuel mileage. So we found that as we went bigger on the turbine housing. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, because earlier we were talking about engineers and what, what, who did. The engineers did all the testing, and you and I, we've done it. We can go look up. If you can reduce back pressure by X, you can improve fuel economy by Y. I mean, that, that's a physics thing. They've done all the testing. 
So all we do is take that knowledge that if you decrease back pressure, you increase power and fuel economy, and we find ways to decrease back pressure. So it's not that we ignore engineers. We don't. But the engineers don't ever seem to come up with the things in the real world that work. They, they do the testing and say, if you can do this, this is what's going to happen. It's up to people like you and I and, and other you know, entrepreneurs to say, okay, if that's how you get better fuel economy, now how do we make that happen? And that's what you did with the muffler. You said, how do we keep a muffler you know, with a reasonable sound but allow more air to flow through it? If we put on a bigger turbine housing, we allow more air to flow through it. So we do take the work that the engineers do. You work with engineers at, at Cummins, and but this idea that big fleets have engineers or big fleets care about fuel economy, I want to address that. Because when I first started proving that I could improve fuel economy pretty significantly, because back then people were happy with five, nobody cared. So when I proved I could take a truck with five to six and a half and help an owner operator save $10,000 a year, maybe back then it was more like seven, um, I thought, well, wow, if I can do that with one truck, look at what I could do for a fleet of 100 trucks. I, I, I'm going to be rich. I'm, all I'm going to do is ask them for a small percentage of everything I save them. I won't even charge them to come in and do all this work. I'll just prove to them how much they're going to save and I'll let them do it in the real world. And then I'll take a percentage of it and I'll go move to another big carrier. That was the worst business idea I've ever had in my life. That was the most frustrating. Here's what happens. And then I've dealt with this same issue with probably 20 companies since then. You go to the fleet, you tell them you want to talk about fuel economy. You're lucky if you can get an appointment with anybody. When you finally do push enough to get in there to show them the data, they don't understand it because they don't really care. And here's what they'll say. Well, if you'll give us 25 units to test, we'll get back to you. That, that was the standard answer all the time. And I'd say, well, well, I can't give you 25 units, but, you know, we could work out a deal where – something, anything, you try to negotiate. No, give, give us the units and we'll test them and we'll get back to you. The couple of times that I actually tried it and spent all the money and gave, they never get back to you. you six months later, you're still trying to get an answer out of them. And they're like, well, you know, our, our fuel economy records aren't as clear as we thought they were. So we can't really tell if it's working. And so I finally gave up on that. That is a loser's game. Everybody else I've ever talked to about trying to sell stuff like this to fleets has said the exact same thing. And I have have tried to convince everybody who makes a product for a truck, don't try to go sell it to the fleet. It's not going to work. The only person, the only company and person I know of that actually had some success is Flow Below. Flow Below actually got the OEMs to install their product on a truck. I, I can't think of one other product that came out of the aftermarket like that. Yeah. They just don't care. Uh, that's right. And, yeah, when Ethan came to me, when Dr. Jane and her partner Britt were at our shop, I didn't pay much attention to it. They're back in the dyno. Ethan came to me after the testing and told me the results. He said, you got to take a look at this. 
and the price was my objective and not objective what, what, what term do I want to use the price was holding me back oh, yeah. and it was another chemical so when they left they left us I think with 12 gallon but we set up about six owner operators with it and Bruce Luke was the very first owner operator he was getting it right from Jane and his is 2013 T660 ISX and one year, I think he'd spent 12000 on emissions. And he has not spent any money on emissions since then. But it went one year from the Louisville Truck Show in 2017 to the Louisville Truck Show in 2018. I didn't do a thing about it. I never even talked to you about it. And then in 2018, I had Jane in my booth and all six owner-operators somehow appeared at the same time and they said to me you need to talk about this so very next tuesday we talked about it on the radio show and the rest is history but again all the testing is done with owner operators if the owner operators say no then we don't do it exactly and if we don't get results we don't do it and that's the that's the norm we don't spend a lot of time yeah. talking about the things that don't work because I'd be spending all of I mean, you, my you time and I are, about things that don't work. You and I aren't going up and down a highway in a semi-truck, so we have to depend on the owner-operators. And I always say an owner-operator is not going to tell you it works if it doesn't. Exactly. And they're not going to so, keep buying it if it doesn't. God, we could fill a courtroom with owner-operators that use the products. And they yep. could all come up on the witness stand and say what they notice on yep. every product, whether That's it's a exactly muffler, right. whether regardless of what it is. I mean, the, the difference from 355 to 264 gears. Everyone says you're going to lose pulling power. No, you gain it. Yep, exactly. All right. Let's. Um, uh, hey, hey, what is uh, what's everybody think about the no brakes and no commercials? I really love it. Yeah, we don't get the bathroom break. We don't get to go fill our glass with water. Yeah, I, I think we'll have to start well, putting out a warning to everybody. Make sure you're prepared when you sit down because we don't take breaks. Who needs a stinking break? Not us. That that break was a pain in the neck. I know. Four of them every hour. So I'm looking. And by the it, way. It always you know, happens at the wrong things. time as well. We're in the middle of something and then you got to stop for a break. Of course, it messes with the flow every time. Let's uh, let's grab another call. I think it might be Matt in Florida. Well, good afternoon, gentlemen. Oh, it is Matt. What's yeah, on your mind today? Pulled into the way station here. <laughs> Tell him we said hi. Green light, so. <laughs> yeah, as Dale always says, wave with all your fingers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um. So, uh, the uh, fuel mileage improvement for the guy with the C16, Bruce? Uh, yes. Kevin, I know you did the math in your head, but I used my calculator. 28.9% improvement. Boy, I, I was... I can't believe you just make stuff up and lie. I know. I was uh, I was a whole 1.1% <laughs> off. My gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Bruce, if you ever so Matt, wanted to give that guy my number, uh, you know, I got 
2.2 million miles of experience with a C16 in a 379 that I got to eight miles to the gallon. Okay, here's here's what we're gonna do, and I really appreciate that. See, that's a fine example of one owner operator helping us help another owner operator, and that's what our 45 years has been. Um, once we get some numbers with the manifold and the turbo and the program, and he already has the damper and balancer on her and the muffler, then I'm going to turn them over to you. Okay. And then, and then the three of us will be in conversations and talk about things. Maybe we can even get Kevin then. Maybe he'll have some time to put his knowledge into it. I mean, to get a C16 four-axle, 379, 300-inch wheelbase truck up to fuel mileage, that that is at 110,000 plus a lot of times. I think that's what his weight was. So. Yeah, and, and we're not going to get that to eight miles to the gallon, but we'll get a really good Actually, so far as we have no magnetic card, which is a awesome. You update every day what's going to change me. Yesterday, today it went up cents. Tonight, going up 21 cents. Oh, you're, the average you're kidding. Across the United States. Oh. Yeah, it is climbing fast. Wow. Uh, what did he say? I didn't listen to the State of the Union message yesterday. Didn't he say everything was just great? Yeah, he bragged about this great economy. I could give a lot. Of... <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It's funny well, though, I you said, know, he's going to help. I said he. I didn't say his name. So. Hey, hey, just just so <laughs> you know, Bruce and people and everybody else that uh, I'm going to be doing a segment, a show myself called The Pit politics and trucking so if people do, and i won't do politics on any of my other segments anymore so if people want to hear politics in my opinion they can tune into the pit if they don't they won't have to hear it anymore but boy you can you can bet in the pit we're going to go at it <laughs> yeah. i want to be yeah, on I, I just gonna make one quick comment about it as kind of a joke when he was talking about helping you know, the lower class and especially single mothers or, you know, anybody that has to pay child care to go to work, that child care is so outrageously expensive. I All I got to thinking is, well, he must want to punish everybody that works in child care because they must be just greedy, rich people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way That's my good. mind goes, but. Yeah, I, I listened we'll to it, and it was, it was painful, yeah. All right, anything else, Matt? Um, I had something else, but I already forgot, so. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put you back in the queue, and let me try to figure out. Here we go. Uh, David, I think. So, okay. Uh, hey. Hey, there. hey, Kevin, how you doing? Good. What's on how your mind? How are you doing? Oh, it sounds like I just missed you. It sounds like you come down Highway 19 off of 70 uh, going to Cuba, I'm assuming. You know, what happened, it was, like I said, it was late. I was tired. I was actually heading to Sullivan. So right. I don't think I was on 19. Maybe I 60-something, maybe? 
I don't remember. Uh, would have been 63, possibly, I, through Jeff City. Did you go through Jeff City? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was on 63. Okay. But then I missed a left turn somewhere. That was the one that was so dark, I actually couldn't even see if there was a road there. And I didn't want to stop because I was just over the crest of a hill. So I just kept going. <laughs> and then it took me down to 44. It took me straight down to 44, whatever I was on. And I was actually yeah, west of was, Cuba when I got down there. Yeah, that would have probably been been uh, uh, 63. Um, you would have come out down at Rolla. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Well, sorry I missed you. I thought maybe the way you was describing about West Virginia, you come down 19. I'm like, well, you missed miss my place by about two miles. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was down there that night. Uh, oh, were you at, really? at Cuba at the rally. Yeah. And I, I left though. I'm, I'm home. The truck's here and uh, Bruce is on. I just wanted to say, I just, just got the balancer and the dampener and, uh, and a ga- you know, a gallon of the max mileage here, uh, just was delivered uh, less than an hour ago. So I'm going to get all that on and then get back out on the road. But, uh, a question for Bruce was, the difference between uh, your performance sport and the quiet performance. I've got a 01, and I'm glad to glad to listen to a lot of this today because that's what I have is a is a, a 7CZ C16, and looking at continuing. I just built the engine here about a year ago, and I did put the the uh, ceramic coated manifold and a bigger turbo, and I've got the 8502 injectors in. And the next step after doing the balancer and stuff here, I, I want to get uh, get you guys to tune it. But I do want to put some mufflers on, and I, I don't know, Kevin may not remember, I called in from Oklahoma asking about guys with the insert, if I went with the 7-inch straight stacks, whether it was worth that or not. And that's more for aesthetics and, and the sound. But I, I just had a question about your two mufflers and the difference between the two of them. Okay. Pete was the, I'm the designer of the quiet performance. Pete's the designer of the performance sport. Now, the quiet performance, uh, it, at idle and going along the level, it's very quiet. When you're pulling a hill, it gives you a nice, deep, throaty sound, but not obtrusive. I'm going to let Pete talk about the other one. Okay, and how about the Jakes? Are the Jakes loud on either one of them? I know you can't quite them 100%, but uh, that's the one thing I, I didn't want to do with straight stacks is have a loud Jake, if at all, if we could right. expect to get muffled. Right. How old are you? 61. Okay, so at age 45 is when the body starts to change, and I tell people that are 46 and up, you really want to go with the quiet performance because as we get older, our lack of noise decreases or noise bothers our body more. We want smoother, quieter. Um, yeah. Go ahead, Pete. You talk about the performance sport being you designed it. So we decided to come up with the performance sport muffler because a lot of customers would call up, buy the quiet performance muffler. They liked it, but they would say, boy, I wish it was just a little bit louder because it's not a whole lot louder than stock. So we made some changes to the uh, inside of it, so it has a a little more of a rumble to it. Uh, The back pressures are the same. The performance gains are the same. The drop in pyrometer temperature, it's basically just sound, simply because some guys wanted to hear more, you know, more exhaust. 
without the harshness of straight pipes. You know, straight pipes can have some crack to them. So yeah. I tell people, if you got a stock muffler and you got straight pipes, the sport's going to be in the middle. You got some nice sound to it. it. It's throaty. It sounds good, but by no means offensive or harsh. Have, okay. Have, here's here's what it reminds me of. Have you ever looked in the Screaming Eagle muffler for a Harley Davidson? No, I can't say I have. It's a louvered pipe. It's the same louver that we have in that performance sport. We could call it the Screaming Eagle Two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But if we call it the Harley Davidson Screaming Eagle, that that, that <laughs> might cause a problem. <laughs> so anyway, I still like the QP, and but they, you know, I'm the younger people. Some of them like it a little bit noisier, but Pete's right. Some people wanted more noise, some wanted less. Remember a month ago, that guy called in. He has a new X15, and he wants the DPF to be noisier. Well, Ethan says that's pretty impossible. So, Yep. I wish I would have talked to you guys a little sooner on the uh, on the rear ends. I just had my entire driveline rebuilt, uh, everything, the transmission, the rear ends, and I did a custom tranny build. Uh, the 209 and the 229 uh, 18s, uh, they're virtually the same transmission. I had a, it took me a while to get a hold of one of the engineers, but uh, they they told me the only physical difference in that transmission was the hardness of the gears. Uh, so the front face gears on the both counter shafts and the bull gear uh, on the center that the, that the input shaft goes in, all three of those was changed. And then plus the the only physical difference in the trannies is the input shaft, which it's a 14 spline rather than a 10. Uh, and so that's what I did in, in building this truck up. I've got a, a big sleeper truck, uh, like the other fellow was speaking about. And, um, plus I'm, I'm running right now, depending on the loads, I'm running five, two to, to, or five, eight to six, two. Uh, I'm not sure how much better I can get. And I, that's still good for, for what it is, but I wish I would have lowered the, uh the the ring and pinion ratios whenever i did that and i don't what, run what fast i mean i i have but i got 355 and i'm run, uh, 355s yeah. and running on low pro 24s okay so well, that gives you an extra three mile an hour so your your truck's probably pretty perfect right around 58 59 yeah 60? it click yep clicks along just no, fine I'm, I'm rarely i'm sorry uh no, it should be 65 to 68 should be your ideal cruising speed, right? Yeah. I can run it either way, and I I typically, I don't, you know, some people would say I dog it, but I typically shift about 1,200 and bring it back down to 1,000, and I don't, I never mash the throttle on it. That's just crazy. Um, I've got a lot of miles on the rubber that's on the ground, and they're still not, you know, most of these 600s, the higher horse and torque engines, you put a standard driver in there. I've heard that complaint from a lot of guys that's got drivers on trucks, and they just eat the rubber off the tires. And and mine are not like that. I did that on my Ram. I ate them off in 11,000 miles going up the hill too fast. (laughs) Yeah. Mike, Mike Lane told me I was slipping the tires. I said, I'm not spinning the tires going 80 mile an hour up a mountain with a 27 foot trailer behind me. I said, the truck does it effortless. He said, being you're a single wheel, you're not dual's. you're making the rubber try to grip the road too hard. 
Yep. And I never, ever, ever in my 71, it would have been, not have been 72 at the time. I never thought of that. But yep. another owner operator tells me that. You see, you see how you can learn from other owner operators if you just listen. Yep. You, you have to listen to what people say. So now I automatically take it out of, well, it's a six speed. So I think six and tips are probably overdrive. But on almost every hill, I hit the button and bring it down into fifth gear and I just back out of the throttle and go over or I'm buying more tires. Yep. That's exactly you know, right. I have to say, I, I've never done that to a set of tires. But this thing's got stock 900 foot pound of torque and sometimes I don't even realize I'm going uphill pulling this trailer. So, yep. And yet the new ones have a thousand and a thousand fifty. By the yep. way, Kevin, did you know the new uh, Ford and Chevy now have ten-speed automatics? I in I, pickups. I actually did see that. Yeah. And and a thousand fifty foot-pound of torque. When I got into the diesel engine business, we didn't have that much in a Class Eight truck. <laughs> I know, I know. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it we really complained is. about that. I'm a, I'm a car hauler, so who I worked for at the time. Uh, the engines in the truck, which was M11s, which one of Cummins engineers, I actually uh, sat in the booth across from him, and he was complaining about the company I worked for. He didn't know I worked for him at the time, and uh, he said, I don't understand these. They they take these engines and, and, and turn them down as low as they can get them. And and we was we was constantly uh, uh, teasing them about, I'd, I'd get the shop guy in there, and I'd I tell him there's something wrong with the truck. Every time I go to West Virginia, my uh, tack and speedometer get stuck. And he says, what do you mean? I said, they both get stuck on 15. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a question but, uh, for you. Sure. Do you have a large car and you're hauling cars? Yes, sir. I do have a high mount. Uh, I got out of the 10 car, uh, getting old and getting tired, tired of climbing around like a monkey. So uh, uh, I, I bought what we call a high mount, uh, I, and I typically haul bigger stuff. I bought a heavier trailer. Uh, everybody that looks at it says it just looks like a snowmobile, uh, but the top goes up. Uh, it's actually called a start, um, but uh, yes, yeah, what I Interesting. Interesting. So what what you haul? What kind of cars? new car, used cars for equipment? Yeah, all of the above. Man. And we've, I've been over your way, uh, Kevin, and you all may be familiar with that, uh, over on the West Virginia line in, in uh, uh, Ohio. I had picked up a, a county dump truck over there. Like I said, this trailer's heavy enough that I can haul a lot of the bigger stuff with the 11-foot snow plow and, and all the stuff, the salt fretter and everything on it, and uh, brought it back here to a shop here in Missouri. Uh, it had the little Cat C7 in it. Supposed to have a cam follower bad in it. It ran, but had a little miss to it. But they decided the county over there to uh, to put it up for auction, and they sold it. So I get a lot of that. So yeah, that'd be heavy. Yes. <laughs> Plus, yeah. I got there, they told me they told me that oh, man, I'm sorry, but we should have cleaned out. It probably had three three quarter a yard of dirt still stuck in the bedrock. <laughs> oh man, yeah. <laughs> hey, I got a question. When you read your three fifty fives. Haven't you heard us many times talk about the 264s? I, to be honest, I that, that long of I didn't have this for a second. I tapped on my pad down the app, and that's how I've been listening to y'all. It's the SiriusXM app, and then Bluetooth that to my stereo in the truck. 
and haven't really been listening to y'all all that long. And uh, I find it interesting. I'd listened to some of it, but I had already done the rear ends and that at that point. Uh, that's it. been a few months okay. ago that I did that. So being you have a C16, did you buy the turbo from us or someone else? No, sir, I did not. I, I got it somewhere else, and I'm, uh, right. you know, I don't know whether to mention their name or not. But um, no, You don't have to say anything, but you need to call me, and I'll be back in the office on Monday with okay. the the part number, or is it the size, the A over R ratio of the turbine housing. I have a feeling they sold you one for a C15. And I think it's going to be too small for your C16, and it's just a housing change. And I'll tell you what housing to put on it and see if they'll just swap out the housing because you didn't put the turbo on yet, right? Yes, that was all done uh, last last year when I done the engine. Okay. All right, well. Now, I can tell you they call it the one that I put on there was supposed to be up to a 950-horse stage 2. Okay. Without without saying the name that I can I can tell you that you might have the right one on there. So I'm right. okay. I'm you, I'm tickled with the way with it the runs. But... Go ahead. Okay. People with the C16 have to realize that we have to go slightly larger on parts in the turbo for that extra liter. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right, Mark, I'm going to put you back in the queue. We're going to grab a couple more calls here. We're probably going to wrap this up here in a little bit. We are going to head off to Mark. Welcome to the program. Did you say Mark? I did. What's on your mind today? Oh, wow. I haven't passed. Thank God you guys are back on the air. Um, um, welcome back. It's good to hear talk to you guys. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I'm out here in Arizona. Yeah, it's great. It's a uh, it's a good deal. I'm in Arizona. It's probably not your favorite place right now. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to get a um, <laughs> um, a little little jab there, you know. Right. But we gotta yeah. have a sense of humor once in a while. That's and right. I think I live in that. I think I live in that clowns district. So oh, hey, we'll what we can do to get out of here? Hey, yeah. I have a I have a request then. Great. What if, what if I move in with you and run against him? Come on down. <laughs> I even got motorhome parking too. Oh, perfect. <laughs> well, there's my yeah. plan then. Yeah. <clears throat> Kevin, on, Kevin, on the way back, send a caravan through his community. Yeah. There you go. You know, like you know, when when I sent out the notice to everybody, I said, "Look, I because I, I knew what was going to happen, and I, I said, you know, I don't want to retaliate against Sirius XM. I don't want a big letter writing campaign. We're just going to move on and do our own thing." I'm obviously told them, they're right. I'm not saying anything not to. I'm saying it was my intention. People choose to do what they want to do, and uh, you know that support does mean a lot. Uh, that's amazing that people. I, there are people saying they've had the survey like this. Uh, but then I saw somebody had posted to the convoy. Maybe after leave D.C., we should go to New York and they post here. Yes. Oh, I'm glad I It is. I've only been yeah. to the Dubai, and I guess probably never will again. But uh, I was there. It's, it's, it's in Times Square, basically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good it's right there. Yeah. All right. What can we help you with? Um, I'm trying to... Um 
get an old 359 1984 model with a big cam Cummins on it. I'm trying to get it back on the road here in Arizona, and I'm going to have to put a to bring it up to 88 standards according to their California car, but it's not California here. It's called something else. It's ARP or something. Um, they want a DOC on there, and the truck hasn't ran for about hasn't been on the road for at least 12 years. And uh, I was just wondering, what am I looking at getting the, that DOC? It's going to cost me about $2,000 for the for one that is authorized by the state of Arizona to get it registered here. Am I looking at any problems uh, muffling that truck up like that? Ethan? Yeah, they have some pretty decent aftermarket ones. and I've seen some come through here even. Um, and I haven't heard any real big complaints. It's one of those things, though, there you don't really get much complicated electronics on them. Um, so when you add this aftermarket DPF onto there, it's going to, um, well, I, I don't know the exact intervals, but it has a, basically a little light that says whenever it gets too plugged up and you've got to take it off um, and get it cleaned. Um, the good news is there's plenty of DPF alternatives out there, and in a one-day turnaround time, you'll be up and running. Yeah, this one right. isn't a isn't a it's just isn't a trap or anything. It's just a DOC. Um, it's just a muffler, and then it's got a catalytic converter inside of it with no electricity to it all. It looks just like a uh, a little bit longer on a radiator. That's what I'll be putting there to make it to eight standards for the state of Arizona. I'll be able to go okay. to California with it, but I'll be on in Arizona. It's not a wrap or any electrics to it, no monitoring to it. It all is hung on there, uh, a radiator. So it's it's like a, I'm going to compare it to a catalytic converter almost. Um, it is. It is a catalytic. It's actually called a DOC, diesel oxidant catalyst or something to that word. Here, uh, I'm sorry. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to, when you call the people to make it, Tell them your truck has a KTA Cummins, a 19-liter <laughs> 600 in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And tell them you want to expect for a 19-liter mm-hmm. 600 horse, and then way when we right. put it on a 14-liter, we'll have a little extra flow. Yeah, that's what we did. I went with the 500-horsepower one. That was the biggest one they had. So well, tell them to redesign it and like, make it for a 19-liter <laughs> well, 600. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? I'm just waiting for them to stamp a serial number on it so they can ship it to me now, and then I'll have to jump okay. through hoops here in Arizona to get it registered and to their their snap test smog station down here. So, um, but what about? Go I got a question. What about our guys that are running the 3406E, the 3406B, the C15 cats? They're not running any of those in Arizona. Well, your other trucks. Oh, the one the 1981 359. Wow. So they might. If you call me next week when I'm back in my office, I'll give you his name and phone number, and you can call him. I don't think you need to do what you're doing. I think it's because I transfer. I moved over here, and it's a new vehicle in the state. I think there's what they're what they're going after here. I think that's that's their limitation since it's a new vehicle. It's a new file, and they want to bring it up to that standard. If it was already here, you know, since dirt, then maybe they would leave that alone. But I think that's what the deal is. Interesting. 
Okay. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have fun. I'll bite my tongue on this one. Well, go ahead. I can take it. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> I've been trucking since there, there's a saying. I can take it. There, 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 there's a saying. There was a saying, and he uh, he had a Sandler sales. He was based out of Baltimore, and one of his sayings was, "If you live a straight life in a crooked world, you're going to get eaten." <laughs> exactly. I I I know the gray areas, but they won't even give me hang, let me hang a license plate until I go through this hoop with them. You know, so wow, we'll see what happens. I really want to get it on the road. I want to. You know, a lot of things I want to do. I'm I'm close to retirement. I got a couple of gigs here that I can do locally with it. It's a fun truck to drive. It's got two stick transmissions. I've been doing this a long time, and this will be the first time I'm going to have to teach myself how to drive a you know a six and a four or a six and a five. I can't even figure out what's in it. I'm I'm going to have to look at some videos to figure out how to shift the damn thing. So it's going okay. to be fun. Yeah, and I can be- put you in touch with people. That that have that, and we have a lot of great stuff for that big Kim three. Mm-hmm. All right. right, hey Mark, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop you back to the queue. I'm gonna knock out a couple calls here. We're gonna have to wrap this up for the day. We've learned a lot about the technology. I've been kind of playing around with things in the background here while everybody's talking. So uh, I really appreciate everybody being patient today. We are gonna take a couple more calls. Uh, let's head to Paul. Your turn. Welcome. Howdy. Y'all was listening in while you were testing this morning. <laughs> I oh, that was uh, you that that kept dialing. I kept. I was trying to block you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Y'all are persistent. Yes, you Never were. Never ever give up. You, yeah. 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 yeah that, that's yeah, good. You, you said I think. He said, I'll, I'll see what happens if I put it on snooze and click it, cut off, so I'll call straight back. I was going to tell you, if you put it on snooze, I'll get cut off. So. Oh, <laughs> so, but I, what um, I was actually hoping when it said snooze, I was hoping it would, like, cut you off and block you from calling back for an hour or something, but it didn't do that. Obviously. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it was, it was interesting. But, yeah, I, I, I did. you did have a good idea. I thought the worldwide trucking approach would be pretty good because ten o'clock in the morning is five or well, five o'clock in New Zealand so yeah, yeah. I you were you were snooping us and um <laughs> when when we were testing earlier Aaron and I playing with things talking about the show all the possibilities and now that we're going to have set up so that you can access it out of phone access it over the internet you could call it over the internet listen over the internet I thought if we're not restricted by phone numbers, what if I did a, a show, I don't know, once a month to start to see how it goes, and we'll call it like trucking around the world, and we'll advertise this show in in like Australia, New, Zing, New Zealand, Great Britain. They have to speak English because I certainly can't deal with any other languages. I can barely speak English. Um, but I thought, how cool to have callers from other countries call us and tell us what's going on in trucking in their world. And we'll call it trucking around the world. Yeah, I think that'd be an awesome segment. Yeah. So, but uh, I was just curious whether you're still going to the truck show, but I guess you are. 
Uh, it looks like it, but honestly, at this point, anything could change. Um, I'm keeping my plans wide open. Since I'm out on the road, I'm going to try to get a lot of things accomplished while I'm out here, meet up with a lot of our partners. Um, and I don't have any commitments now at the truck show. So I don't absolutely, although I kind of committed to Bruce just now, I guess. So You, you kind of made one to us, Kevin. So I'm going to hold <laughs> yeah, you to it. I, I was just going to say, I got three people listening that might think differently. So, yeah, I guess I'll be at the truck yeah. show. Pete's going to hunt you down if you're not there. Pete will be at. <laughs> I, I got that feeling. Pete that, is a hunter. That's right. All right. I'll be there. I'll so, be there. Okay. Good deal. Oh, um, are you going to be there? Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. What should I'll we come. have in the booth to celebrate? Should we have champagne uh, or we have some uh, that what's that uh, cream from make that works really good show to coach your throat so you can talk longer? What we should have. Yeah, the problem I'll with that. Let's make this sex special. The problem with that rum thing, champagne would probably be my vote, but the whole problem with the rum thing is I'll be able to talk a lot longer, but nobody's going to want to listen after a couple shots. <laughs> Make it entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I seen you've had a couple of callers talking about the C-16. I do miss my C-16, the... ISX Cummins that I have, which is a 600, it's it's not quite the same. It's not quite the same as the C16, the big caterpillar, but onward and upward. So, yeah. And there you go. I would like to have the yeah. I would like to have the yellow motor in this truck. Would have been a keeper then for sure. So, yep. Yeah. Well, I you know I don't think too many people are going to be missing C16s if fuel prices keep going where they're going. Yeah, crazy. It's right. I, 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 somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And and believe me, I can feel it too because uh, I get the same fuel economy. <laughs> Actually, worse. I taught everybody else how to get good fuel economy, and I get garbage out of this coach. The cost of traveling this time is insane. Let's uh, let's see. Can we grab? I think I'm going to do one more call, and I think we're going to wrap this up. Uh, I think this might be Tammy. Tammy? Did anybody just hear a beep? Jeff. Jeff, Jeff, do you have a wife named Tammy? Yep. Yeah, I sure do. (laughs) Okay. We're figuring out this whole auto screening thing. Right. Yeah, the phone's in her name. Yep, she sure is. What's on Um, your mind today? Dave, Mike, what? Nothing about uh, that Pittsburgh power. I'm sorry about that. I just wondered, That's how okay. are you guys keeping in contact with your the convoy and stuff? I was going to get in on that, but I've tried and tried to. I don't know how to get a hold of where everybody's at or whatever. Is there a website? I mean, everybody's yeah. off or whatever. Yeah, I can help you. There's actually two websites. Can you either record this or write it down? I'm going to write it down, yeah, tell me what it is. Okay, so you can go to thepeoplesconvoy.org. .org. And what what you'll find there is the routing, but they don't put in a lot of details about every day, like when they're leaving or when they're stopping. It was a security thing. But if you – are you on Facebook? 
Okay, if you on Facebook, do a search for the People's Convoy, and it'll come up and it'll say the People's Convoy official. And that's where they do the everyday updates about what time they're go getting to their destination tonight, what time they're leaving in the morning. And I believe somewhere on both of those, there's actually, oh, you know what? Hold on. I think I can figure this out for you. Write this down. Uh, the text message, let everybody know what's going on. And that's the most up-to-date information. I just got one from them because there's some sort of rally tonight. Um, but here's here's what you're going to do. You are, the number you're going to text to is what's the short code. So it's not a phone number. You put it in where phone number goes. So it's 313-131, six-digit number. 313-131. You got that so far? What you're going to do in the body of text with no spaces, just type in driver 2022 and hit send. And within 10 seconds, you'll get a notice back and then start getting all their texts. I got it. Okay. All right. Sound good. I'm going to do that. Sorry to hear about what would be there, but better things are coming. I absolutely believe we're excited. I, I love this. What are we going an hour and 35 minutes? No breaks, no commercials, just a lot of conversation. Yeah, it's a good thing. It went down, but hey, we, we will support you. You know that. So thank right, you. Right, and I, I do that, and I really appreciate it. So, uh, guys, we're going to uh, wrap this up. Um, we learned a lot today, so I'm really happy about that. still have a lot of work to do. I uh, let you know that our plan's big this time. We are going to build a full network. We're going to develop shows. We're going to give companies like Spurg Power the ability to create content, new shows, we're going to start looking for new talent and ideas for shows. Like I said, I have a ton that I want to do. Um, my plan here in the beginning, once we kind of get the technology in place and somewhat settled down, is I will start doing a one, I'd say a one hour, but I don't have to stop at any time. So um, I'll be doing daily live show five days a week, Monday through Friday. I'll book it as an hour. We'll probably someday stay longer than that. Um, we'll get all these segments running as our own show. Like Berg Power, the power would be its own show. If you want more of the power, I'll reach out to them and let them know you want more. Um, Rolling Toe will be getting up and running. Connect will be coming back. Obviously, Destination Health will become its show. So we'll just be adding those. And then I have some ideas for some new shows uh, that I want to launch. Well, one I just talked about. It would be fun uh, to do truck around the world and, you know, talk to drivers in other countries. And I think we can do that. Um, we have a new idea for Destination Health that I'm excited about. Lauren, uh, our resident FNT, will be joining me for that show, be my co-host. And we will be doing and reviewing Discovery Hall and One Ones as a show. So you're going to hear us work through a Discovery Hall for Health. So we'll, we'll go through the queue, we'll align what the number one problem is, we'll create a plan, and you'll get to see how that happens. And more complicated cases, One Ones. We'll review those in the air, too, so I'm excited about that. And we have plenty of other ideas in work. So thank you for support. It means a lot to us, and it's why we're able to do that. And I will say, don't ask often. I'm going to ask now. Support us by being in the store. It's our, our most consistent source of revenue. We have little control over it. Uh, all our subscriptions, profit gauges, and health banking, are going crazy, which is awesome. We would love to be able to run our whole network without commercials. Now, that's not always easy because you got to make money somehow. If we can just keep the, the revenue we have coming in uh, uh, off the show, the store, 
the subscriptions, the two websites, we'll be fine. And, you know, we may, we will partner with companies, but we won't have to blast you with commercials or sponsor ads, or we'd like to stay away from that. We'd like to be able to go completely commercial free on all of our shows. And you can really help us with that by, by really just using our services right now. It's a, it's a great way to support us. And then the next thing we're going to be asking of you pretty soon, and I know it's a lot, but uh, I appreciate it. Um, we're going to ask the tribe to get the word out because the next thing we need to do is spread the word. Again, more listeners means more revenue without commercials, and and that's our goal. So we'll keep you updated. This is a very, very dynamic, fluid process. It's changing multiple times a day, and I know it's it's confusing for people right now, and it's a little annoying, and everybody just wants to know when can we tune in and listen. We're getting there. Um, we're getting there as quick as we can. Uh, if, if I wasn't on the road right now, we didn't have a truck show coming up, I think we could probably do more. But um, I think we've accomplished a lot in a couple of days and we're not going to slow down. Um, we're going to stick it in the big hole and keep going. So we will uh, we'll be talking to you again soon. We do not have any kind of set schedule yet. But the first priority is to get my daily show on the air every day at a set time. I don't even know what time that is yet. But if you want to send me recommendations for what time would work good for you, I'll look at it all. And if there's some sort of a pattern where, you know, a lot of people really want a certain time, um, I'll take that into account. Uh, With that, uh, Bruce, Pete, Ethan, anything you guys want to say? I, I just want to say, Pete and Ethan, go into Bill's office and call me as soon as the show's over. Okay. We can do that. Kevin, I want to say, I think it was better without the commercials because nobody was cut short. Exactly. I loved it. I loved it. I don't Not feel like rushed. E- even now, you know, I always try to get as many calls in as I can. And then we get down to the end of the show. And I always feel bad because I like just cut you guys off. You know, and I always think, boy, I should have left a little bit of time to talk to them, see if they had anything they wanted to follow up on. But, I, you know, I always try to squeeze in one more call, and then I run up against the clock. Well, here it doesn't matter. At the end, if somebody wants to go back over something, we can. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was great. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, welcome back. Lot, guys. <laughs> and, and, and my message to everyone is, Winners never quit, and quitters never win. Well, I I will add one to that. You know, I've said many times I'm usually not the smartest person in the room. I'm never the best-looking person in the room. But the one thing I do know is nobody's going to outwork me. It's the one thing I know I can control. I'd have taken you up on that about 30 years ago, but not now. And that would have been a hell of a challenge, too. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Well, thank right. you, guys. All three of you being present the support you've done me over the years. Okay. We will talk. Yeah. All right. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks, Kevin.